it is going to still be some tough months ahead for individuals as they uh, come to the realization that their jobs may not be coming back. We're not just a tech town. We're not just a manufacturing town. Probably see much more technology embedded into the delivery of services that in the past was done, you know, by a warm handshake. This podcast, like pretty much everything, has been affected by coronavirus. Producer Kristen Dean and I are both working from our own homes, and the torrent of news coverage put the project on hold. Now that we're back, we're examining a completely different economy and business landscape that we saw months ago. When we recorded a podcast about coronavirus in February, impact was still hypothetical. Manufacturers thought the effects might trickle down, but tourism industry officials were still really optimistic. And at the time, Fiesta was still on for April. Much different story now. There are going to be a lot of angles to cover, but today, as many San Antonians find themselves furloughed, unemployed, or really concerned about the future, we talk with the San Antonio Economic Development Foundation's SA Works Executive Director, Romanita Matabarada, about short and long-term plans to get San Antonio back to work and which industries are actually on the rise compared to the start of 2020. So we've heard a lot over the past few years about the need to diversify San Antonio's economy. How did those efforts play into what we saw in the early months of the pandemic? So um, absolutely, you're, you're right. We have always been very much working in lockstep with our employers and looking to recruit companies to San Antonio that will help add to our diversified sector. And I think that is uh, actually what has helped us remain a bit more resilient as a community in that we have always diversified our sectors in terms of focusing on tech, bioscience, cybersecurity, advanced manufacturing. And so that has really allowed the San Antonio economy to remain resilient. That is pre-COVID and certainly our focus into this new normal because um, what we had identified in the process of of landing on those sectors is that they are sectors that provide economic mobility for residents in various edu- at various education levels. So we'll take um, manufacturing, for example, you can have a, a high school diploma or a certification and you can start at $60,000 with any one of our larger manufacturers, automotive food manufacturing here in San Antonio as well. And so we've always been very much committed to having a diversified economy. We know also in the tech sector, um, you know, you have programs that provide accelerated training cyber boot camps, et cetera, that can really put people into new careers. And so that focus, I think, has helped us uh, kind of ride this pandemic a little smoother. Obviously, we also have a very large tourism and hospitality industry, and we know that that has been heavily impacted. So we're really looking at now, how can we look at those individuals who are coming out of more severely impacted industries and potentially find them um, a, a a new career opportunity? There were industries that did take a heavier hit, hospitality and tourism, for example. What efforts are being taken to assist those industries, and are we expecting a turnaround? 
Certainly. So um, again, we're, we're known uh, for our tourism and our hospitality in San Antonio and you know, our great weather year round really makes it for a great place for national and international organizations to come and have their conventions here. And so our tourism industry, I mean, we're probably one of the, the best known tourist destinations it, you know, domestically here in San Antonio. And so uh, our tourism industry has been very uh, hard hit and with that comes accommodation. So that's the hotel industry, the uh, convention industry, the food and beverage, the hospitality, the catering industry, all of those support services that uh, make the tourism industry uh, vibrant, uh, some of our local shops downtown. And so uh, right from the beginning, as we started to see those industries being impacted because of the inability to travel or to gather, uh, we started reaching out very quickly or very early on to visit San Antonio and organizations like them who represent all of those trade associations to identify what are some of the skill sets that these individuals have and I think you know we can proudly say people come back to San Antonio because of our strong um, uh, customer service our warm hearts and so those are all actually you know viable skills strong customer service skills uh, a strong work ethic because folks work really long hours in the in those jobs and so we're looking to identify what are those transferable skills that any other employer would love to have someone who has those strong skills and maybe it's more of a technical aspect that they would have to learn to transition into new careers. And so we're in the middle now of evaluating that. What are some of the job openings and then what are some of the reskilling? So as I know many of you have heard or seen in the news, both the city and the county are investing uh, significant funding to help reskill a lot of these individuals, a lot of our local residents who unfortunately may not have a, their previous job to go back to, but have great skills, need a little bit of training to go into their new job. Were there any industries that actually saw a positive impact? Sure, so certainly uh, supply and logistics was critical uh, for all of us who were experiencing it firsthand, the importance of supply and logistics in terms of like what is on our grocery store shelves. Uh, but there's so much more than that. It's yes, it's it's that what we see as immediate consumers. It's, it also impacts automotive industry. I mean, it's an impact overall. And so uh, I think that is definitely another sector that has been impacted in a positive way in terms of also just the agility of the response response of that sector to, uh, in many ways, to have had its supply chain disrupted from countries where it receives supplies. So I know what we hear from our local manufacturers is also an opportunity for them to pivot and let's create more of a local or domestic supply chain so we're not as vulnerable either to, to global pandemics where we're reliant also on this global supply chain that may be impacted. But that is certainly an industry where we see a lot of opportunity uh, for growth, uh, accelerated growth and changes in that industry. Uh, also just due to automation that we were already seeing or projecting for four years down the road, it's here, it's here today. The city is allocating more than $70 million toward workforce development as part of its recovery and resiliency plan. What forms of training or other development might that include? 
So it is a very comprehensive uh, process. So it starts with the intake process. So a lot of these individuals are already in the system through their unemployment claims. And so you have the, you know, the foot, first foot in the door is that if you have been dislocated from your job and you've submitted an unemployment claim, then you are already in the system with Workforce Solutions Alamo and they're a wonderful partner to us. And so they will do the intake process to assess what job were you dislocated from? What is your skill set? What is your level of education? Uh, what were your previous earnings? And then that will trigger uh, a referral process, so to speak, uh, to other organizations who have also been providing case management services and wraparound services. We know that for some of these individuals, beyond the reskilling or the education, they may also need child care at home. They may need transportation. They may need to learn how to learn remotely through through uh, through virtual courses. And so these other organizations will provide case management and their organizations like Goodwill and Quest and others who have been doing this for a long time who will be able to really assess what are the holistic needs of the individual. And so from then, the referral process kicks off to a training program. So it could be a program at Alamo Colleges. Alamo Colleges historically is our largest workforce training provider into short-term training. Um, so ideally is what kind of certification or program can, uh, can these case management agencies identify for an individual that is like a three-month program. Or for someone, it could be something as short as six weeks just to get them back on. Obviously, we have a lot of other higher at institutions, UTSA, Texas A&M, San Antonio, UIW, they have all stepped up in a really phenomenal way to transition a lot of what has been their traditional course offerings to accelerated courses to adults who will need this type of training. So what might that look like hypothetically on the individual level? Certainly. So I would say uh, someone who has worked, uh, let's say, in the hospitality industry in their facilities and maintenance department, right, to keep those hotels looking just beautiful and um, and um, and pristine. That person already has a lot of the technical skills that someone in, uh, let's say, in uh, logistics or warehousing or manufacturing, they have that technical aptitude to be able to quickly transition into a job that will require some kind of manual capabilities. And so it's identifying that type of interest or skill set. We're also seeing the oil and gas business uh, impacted as well. So a lot of folks who were working in that sector are coming back home, same thing. They already have um, some of the requirements that some of our aerospace industry folks require, such as being drug-free, again, having those technical capabilities. And so that is a kind of uh, artistic job matching that I think between all of us partners are really going to focus on uh, in the future to help San Antonians either um, transition readily back into work and or into a uh, skills training program that's best suited for them, but where we also know there's a job offer at the end of that training, and that's critical. People who did lose their jobs or are just now considering a career change as a result of the pandemic, what would you suggest for them to do in the short term and in the long term? Absolutely. And again, I think it, it, it speaks at least to what uh, the San Antonio Economic Development Foundation, what our approach has always been in terms of bringing projects to San Antonio and what we call projects are companies, right? Helping companies relocate to San Antonio. And it has always had that diversified approach precisely 
with this in mind so that we can be resilient. We're not just a tech town. We're not just a manufacturing town. We have these three key sectors represented bioscience. You know, I am so proud of our bioscience community here in San Antonio. They are stepping up and looking for, for cures. And so uh, I think that's something that we should be very proud of. And I know that that is something that we are very much focused on continuing to grow the bioscience sector. And that's certainly uh, a sector where maybe somebody coming out of the healthcare sector can readily transition into bioscience. And so I think for us, more than ever, uh, continuing to push on this diversified sector strategy is going to be critical. That way, we're not dependent on one specific industry, but we have various opportunities for, for San Antonians. And obviously, we're committed to bringing our, our tourism and uh, hospitality industry uh, back. I know that they're taking uh, just phenomenal steps to build customer confidence to come back to our, our, our uh, hotels, even do staycations. And so uh, I, I, I see some rebounding of that, but it will certainly, it will look different as well. We'll probably see much more technology embedded into the delivery of services that in the past was done you know, by a warm handshake. Say um, adapt having an adaptable and growth mindset is really critical, and I know we've been talking about that now for some time, and they seems like they were buzzwords until now. Um, and so it's it's really critical. We hear that even among our employers who will tell us, "I can teach someone some technical skills, but do they have the ability to be flexible, to pivot in an agile way, to just even working on the same thing?" but doing it differently. And we're seeing that now, even how we conduct uh, uh, work interviews or um, and, and, and our jobs is we're still doing a lot of what we did. We're just being asked to do it differently. So that uh, that is just behavioral attributes that I think are going to be helpful for any individual. Certainly uh, our young folks, this class of 2020, whether you're graduating from high school or from college, is walking into a completely new labor market than what they had anticipated. So I would say is, is so much of it is about your growth mindset and ability to transition technology is going to be critical in everything that we do. We've seen um, even our restaurants, you know, quickly pivot or those who have been successful uh, over the last few weeks, they have pivoted into an e-commerce um, uh, delivery where they weren't that before. And so technology is impacting everything we do. So actually, so that's critical, just having tech technical aptitudes is going to be critical, but those behavioral attributes, I think, are really key to anyone being able to quickly transition into into new jobs that are, I'm sure, um, just not even thought of at the moment. And then for those classes of 2019 or 2020, maybe they were about to start internships or jobs, and companies are about to provide those, and then things changed. What should they try next? I would say don't let that be an obstacle. Um, there's there's a lot of creative ways to offer our young people, be it a high school student or a college student, that opportunity. Work experience has never been more important for this young generation. Um, and so uh, we ask our employers to, to please consider opening uh, their virtual doors to, to interns. And, um, you know, we have I, I, this generation, they're uh, tech nativists, right? They have been working like this or communicating this way in a social way. I think we can help them transition readily to now 
take what they've done for social communications into a professional environment. And so we would love to have our employers uh, provide these opportunities for, again, high school and college youth across our, our community. It's really critical because I know that there's a lot of uncertainty. They may have been graduating with certain aspirations of a job that may no longer um, be there. And I think learning firsthand from our employers, hearing from a, an employer directly as to how an employer has pivoted to conduct meetings in this format or to uh, just even continue with their operations, I think it would be just a critical um, opportunity for youth to hear from employers directly. How do you transition communicating with your entire team, a team of 10 or a team of 300 remotely, and for them to start uh, embedding those those skills and that knowledge uh, very young into what we're sure is just going to be the new future work of virtual work, uh, I think is going to be critical. So uh, they can visit our website, employers, we welcome them every year. We we have also pivoted our high school pro, uh, internship program from on-site to virtual. And obviously we're, we're here to support employers every step of the way to ensure that they know how to, um, how to engage youth in a meaningful way uh, through this new world of work. We're seeing multiple ways of negative economic impact, and there's been a lot of ongoing work to address that over the past few months. With all of that, are you hopeful about San Antonio's economic future? Extremely hopeful and optimistic. I think throughout these entire weeks of going through the pandemic, we have seen just truly the collaboration between the public sector. Yes, our city and county leadership, I mean, proudly so, taking in many uh, cases even, you know, early stances on social distancing to keep our community members safe. But just as much we have also seen our employer community and the private sector and i would say in our philanthropic community as well step in and collaborate in a way to really uh identify where they can all be most impactful and i think that will not change that level of collaboration because that's really critical. All of us have a role to play and we've seen again our, uh, those corporations from the philanthropic arms to then the corporate arm really step up to um, in many ways provide direction and in other ways provide support where it's most needed. And so I, I think we're, we still have some months ahead where it is going to still be some tough months ahead for individuals as they uh, come to the realization that their jobs may not be coming back. But that is precisely why um, through this uh, coalition of organizations, and it's a combination of the public sector through city, county government, nonprofit organizations, and the private sector, we're really going to depend on our employers. And I'm so proud to say we have some phenomenal employers here in San Antonio who are also very civic-minded about giving back to San Antonians, and they're committed to also opening their doors and providing on-the-job training or work experience to adults. So just as, uh, as much as I love to promote our high school uh, internship program, we are also now stepping into that role of identifying which employers would be open to provide on-the-job training or work experience for individuals so that they can also gain that work experience in a completely new new job. And that we will need uh, employer participation 100%. And so I think it's this collaborative spirit that will get us through some tough times. So that's why um, I remain very optimistic that uh, while it, it, there are some tough times ahead, we will get through it uh, through this collaboration. 
This was Commerce Street, a podcast from Ken's 5 Eyewitness News. Thanks for listening.